As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Before we start today's episode, I'd love to highlight our show sponsor, Jane. Jane is a complete practice management software designed to help practitioners grow and manage their practices. They do this with helpful features like online booking, scheduling, billing, and charting. Whether you're working solo or in a large multidisciplinary practice, no-shows and late cancellations are something every practitioner faces. Jane offers several tools to help you prevent and manage those no-shows, including the ability to save a credit card on file and send out unlimited texts and email reminders. Learn more about Jane's helpful features at jane.app. Listeners can also mention the podcast at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period applied to their new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Anna Rudell. Anna, I'd love if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm super excited to have you here. We're doing a lot of things together these days. So why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Thank you. My name is Anna Rudell, and I started Lokahi Acupuncture in San Jose, California uh, in 2003 and grew the practice moved into a different role in the practice, actually started running the practice, and more recently joined Wellness Center Creators as a coach. I also have been coached in full transparency by Kendall, which is is how this new path has come upon me. (laughs) Well, I'm super excited to chat with you and have everyone learn from you today. So today we're going to talk a little bit about teams and hiring and, you know, something that you are great at in addition to like systems in business is really relationships and teams and people. And, and that's a huge reason why I wanted you to come on as a coach with wellness center creators. So when you, you come across a lot of solo providers and they're thinking about hiring, but there's a block there. So mm-hmm. what do you think the block is for solo practitioners to kind of get past that threshold and move into hiring? Yeah, it's a really complex question that, and I think some of it is to do with the vast majority of practitioners being women and never being taught that owning a business can be gratifying. We're taught that being a provider is who we are. And oftentimes that's why we've gone into our line of work. That's why we've gone into our practice area. But then beyond that, 
the idea that we have to be business owners is not really part of our reality. And as a little side, I had a conversation with an ex-employee this weekend, and she was our office manager many years ago, and she had asked me to be her reference. She said, yeah, how are you? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm doing really well. I've stepped out of practice in the main part to run the practice. And there was a pause, and she said, well, I hope you're staying in practice because you have so much compassion and empathy. And it was interesting because I found my response to be really irritated because that's still who I am. It's just that that compassion and empathy right now is being geared towards my team and growing, mindfully growing the practice and mindfully growing my team so that they have the space to practice in the best way they know possible. And the idea that I would somehow have all this excess compassion and empathy to not only run my crew, but also see patients really caught me. And it was interesting how it caught me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right on. We get very stuck in that identity of being a provider and that that's what we know how to do. And that's where our value comes from. Mm -hmm. But you're utilizing all of those same skills in leading a team. Absolutely. And I think the threshold for me when I made that transition was that mindset shift of actually this is the highest good for my team and in turn our patients because you know all of these providers are highly capable in in doing the actual work with clients and patients and i can utilize my skill set in leading them and supporting them and supporting the growth of the business which is actually a better use of of those skills Absolutely. And that that mindset shift is, was very, very important for me personally. I don't know if you agree. Oh, absolutely profound. And I believe that, I mean, it's still going on for me. I still find myself justifying the role that I take. Slowly but surely, I'm growing into it and slowly but surely owning it. But the language around the role has been huge. I found myself devaluing for a long time. Oh, I don't see patients anymore. I just, I just run the business. And I've caught myself saying that and been, been really, really cross, but unable to, to move beyond that until, till more recently, actually. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, what are your tips around really creating a cohesive team? You know, once once a you know practice owner gets past that initial hiring, um, and there's lots of things in between there of how to do that, but they've decided to hire. Now they've got a team of people. How do they create a cohesive team? So that goes back to mindfulness and. 
I've been pondering this question, Kendall, because I think that at the beginning of practice, one tends to have or want or need more control over the situation. Usually when we move from being a solo practitioner to hiring a team or to hiring even one person, we feel that person is somehow an extension of us. And therefore we need to control all the variables. We need, it's our name on the, on the business. We have this person that's come on and we need to make sure that they somehow give the same output that we would. And as we grow our team, that control has to be modulated because it's not it's not actually beneficial to anybody, but it's part of the evolution or part of the growth, I believe. So in growing a team, for me, there's been a sense of mindfulness that has come with time and come with maturity in business, um, whereby I find myself having or needing less and less and less control over the situation and instead to fill that void using more and more nourishment and support and empathy um, and teamwork. So to grow the team, I actually use the team. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There, I feel like we could do a, a whole hour on, on building a cohesive team and building a collaborative team. And Mm -hmm. there's so much there and it's a little, you know, there can be variables based on if you have a practice that is in one modality versus a multidisciplinary practice. Some of those things can, there's nuances of how to have people work together in that Mm -hmm. way, but it's possible. I think that's the, the key point is that it's possible and it's worth doing. It's worth really having that intentionality in each piece of it and leading, really modeling that for your team. It really impacts your own experience in work as well as your entire team. And of course, rippling out into the experience of clients and patients. Absolutely. I also think it brings up the entire concept of leadership, which is not something that we are very used to in our fields. I don't think I'll speak for acupuncture. The idea of leading a team or leadership is, is not really used much. No, I agree across modality. I think, you know, in like mental health field, There are supports built in, you know, where you're gaining supervision post-grad and mentorship and and clinical supervision that is required by your licensure and other modalities like naturopathic doctors have, like residency programs and things like that, where there's mentorship, but Mm -hmm. it's not leadership. You know, it's not business oriented it's clinically oriented Mm -hmm. and that's how everything is in our field is clinically oriented and i i mean to this day students continue to complain about graduate programs not having any business education Mm -hmm. 
weaved into the program. And um, it's, it's certainly a missing piece. 100%. Hey there, this is Katie from the Jane team. If you're new to the name, Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features like online booking, admin scheduling, billing, and charting. We often hear from our community that no-shows and late cancellations are more present than ever before. The good news? Jane offers a whole suite of features to help reduce no-shows. Some of those include the ability to save a card on file and unlimited text and email reminders, just to name a few. Come see what we're all about at jane.app. We'd love to meet you and see if we're a good fit for your practice. So how do you think hiring acupuncturists is different from hiring other modalities? I'm not sure that it is. I think we all tend to go through the idea that our modality might be different I think we do have we do have somewhat of a a difference in that we are a cultural practice as well. So acupuncture we now term as East Asian medicine is an entire practice system that does not come from here. So when we're learning it, we're learning a cultural value model in addition. And so when we're hiring for that, we do have to understand that to a certain degree. The language is not easily translatable from acupuncture. If you read any media about it, you'll notice that we're all playing with the similar difficulties with words like, do we use energy? Do we use meridians? Do we use chi? And that's our difficulty because we as practitioners understand that, but we, we have a difficulty translating it into something that's understandable in our culture. So that's, I think, the fundamental difference from my experience. We are all lone wolves. We tend to be lone wolves, I think in the same way that MFTs are probably lone wolves and mm-hmm. massage therapists yeah. tend to be, but we tend to crave that collaboration and crave an environment where we can be with others. Yeah. I think you're correct in that, you know, there's a huge misconception that hiring outside of your modality will be completely different, a different experience for you as a business owner. And there are so many similarities. If you have hired within your modality, you can hire outside of your modality as long as you've checked all the boxes around the legal considerations within your state, looking at things like corporate practice of medicine, making sure that you're able to do that within your licensure. But aside from that, from a systems perspective, it's not that different, except for it's vitally important that you get to know that modality and that person as much as possible. And it's okay to learn from them in the first time you're hiring, let's say, an acupuncturist. But it's also really important that you're doing your own research, you're learning as much as you can, you're going and receiving acupuncture, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to be mindful 
about really what you're bringing onto your team and who you're hiring and what the considerations are. But from a logistical perspective, it's pretty similar um, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is like the number one thing you've learned about growing a group practice in general over the years? Because you've been at this for a while. Yes. I first hired in 2005 and I think pretty much any mistake to make I have made. And it does go back to the two concepts I've already brought up today, actually. The idea of being a boss and needing to control is, I think, probably my number one is rethink that, take a step back, be mindful about how you grow these individuals that you've chosen to bring on to your company and how how can you use what they bring to the table to bring additional dimension to your company. I think that's the number one thing I've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gold right there. <laughs> because there, I mean, it is. If you were going to run your company just based off of your only your own ideas and your own skill set, there's absolutely no reason to have a group practice. Right. Right. Having a team of people is it immediately opens the door to be able to do things differently and better and reach more people and and learn yes right so there's a balance you know when you're when you're leading people and you have employees there you know employees are also looking for direction from you they're looking for direction from the company they've chosen to be an employee instead of their own business so they want to have that experience right they want to be led by you and they really appreciate having autonomy and having uh, their ideas listened to and yes. their skills utilized. Um, yes. And, and it's not actually a very common experience for them in a lot of work environments in general, not just our industry, uh, but definitely in our industry. There, there are a lot of environments that are not they're not what an employee would have hoped, right? And the business owner didn't set out to have an environment that is not enjoyable for the employee, but they're stuck and they don't know what to do differently, right? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of that, I think, is nurturing the potential for the future as well. It It doesn't stop in the today company, what I'm growing is a company that can sustain itself, that can sustain development of my employees for the future. And one of the things that, that I personally do go well out of my way to do actually is to encourage each of my employees to create something outside of the work that I've employed them to do that will sustain them for a retirement income or for a 
heart project or it will sustain them in some way that they need. And I use my company to support that, you know, whether it's the name or whether it's finances or whatever it is, because I want my employees to stay around, I'm not tied to it. If they need to move on, I understand that. But I do want to create a company that is really a flagship in terms of our practice area. Yeah, it's beautiful. So if you're listening in today, you can already tell why Anne and I are working together and why I wanted her to come on as a coach for Wellness Center creators and provide more uh, guidance to our community. Anna, let's talk a little bit about how you got into Wellness Center Creators. And um, you spoke earlier that you did originally come on as a client. We've been working together for a while. And and then I started to see early on, you know, just how amazing you are in in running your business and leading your team. And so our wheels started turning and and now we're we're working on a few things together. But if you want to share with the audience just sort of your journey in and and where we're going now. So, yes. Thank you, Kendall, because I don't I don't know that without coaching I would have made as quick a leap as I did. It all started back on a a retreat actually for uh fertility acupuncturists and the dam broke down and I knew I couldn't any longer practice and run my practice. And that was the big takeaway. And I didn't know what happened after that because there's no textbook. There's no, there's nothing on it. And in that moment, I decided I'm going to take a sabbatical. And quickly that sabbatical, it became very clear that this was where I needed to put my energy. And so without direction and without any idea of how it was to look, I knew I needed a coach. And so I started searching for one. And that's how I found Kendall. And with Kendall at my side, we worked through a transformation, a transformative process. And now I'm a full-time runner of my business and have stepped into that role. And it is a glorious place to be, I will say. It is nourishing in a different way because I get to do what I'm really good at and I get to nourish these people that are part of my team. And during that process, I realized that actually I could see myself doing this for others and unknowingly stepped into a situation where I offered some help to a a friend whose practice was in crisis. And that was the beginning of my journey as a coach. And I cannot tell you the joy it brings me. I really focus a little bit more. My style is a little bit more of management consulting in many ways that I, I really enjoy being able to see how the different parts of the machine work together or don't work together and how we can create an integrative model of business for all the individuals to be doing what they should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. 
So what we're working on now is Anna has been facilitating the three-month coaching group for Wellness Center creators. So if you're interested in the next cohort of that, it's a virtual group. It's 12 weeks. They meet weekly. Um, and I come in as a support on that group as well as a few other guest um, speakers. Uh, and it's a lovely community. I've been doing it for a few years and it really, it's always a very, very special group. And uh, they really lift each other up and learn a lot. And it's essentially all those key pieces to being able to start, expand, grow your business and learn all those, those kind of the small steps that lead to, you know, having really a successful team and how do you hire and how do you market and all of those things. So reach out if you'd like to be in the next cohort. Anna is also accepting new individual coaching clients. And there are a few different options of sort of frequency of working with her, capacity of working with her. So you can find the link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation with Anna to see if it's a good fit. And then lastly, Anna will also be one of our facilitators at the first annual Creators Circle Retreat that is happening in Vancouver, Washington, United States, September 27th through 29th. Uh, we are very excited. We have a fantastic team of facilitators that has come together uh, for this retreat. It's a coaching and wellness retreat. So it's restoration for yourself and your business. Uh, so reach out if you're interested in the retreat. Anna, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? I think that's that's it. I'm all spent. It was a wonderful <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> I feel like I've listened to every single one of your podcasts, Kendall. What, what a resource they are. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on. And um, again, if you'd like to chat with Anna, uh, go ahead and find that link in our show notes. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.